Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Bijou Podcasts. This is episode 43 of the Stacey June Show. It is a single Pringle episode today, and I have a very special guest, our next Bachelorette of Australia. Angie Kent. Hey guys, so exciting that we have our first single Pringle guest on the show, um, Angie Kent, who is our next Bachelorette. As The Bachelor begins to start, she's off in the house uh, filming her experience. And I thought she was the most perfect first guest to get on our show to have a chat about how she has cared for herself as a single chick and got herself to the place that she has uh, before she is ready to meet a person. So this chat is really all about uh, those types of things. But also, I got to say, it's not what you think. She's a really big advocate and believer in putting the work into yourself. But this, this is a new concept to her. And I want to be able to have you hear from her about that because I think a lot of the time we see ourselves as self-care Uh, or we want to be in the self-care space. We want to figure out a self-care routine for ourselves. We want to be more spiritual. And we think that everybody else in the world has been doing it for 10 years, maybe doing yoga since they were 15, or they had a mom or a dad that was this kind of person in their house. You just feel a little bit left out. The spiritual, you know, the vibe, the, the, the community can be a little bit exclusive feeling at times. Angie is like myself, uh, you know, self-made chick and has, you know, some anxiety and all kinds of different issues that have really encouraged her to hone within. And it wasn't until she had a loss that she really started to do this work. So often it might take something that happens to you, but I wanted to uh, give you a bit of a snapshot, um, all things focused on the single part of her life in the single Pringle episode this week. And then in a few weeks to come, I will release the full interview. But today we will focus on the fact that she found herself uh, single. She did. She wasn't really a big data and what she did in that time to try and find herself in a place that she finds herself now heading into the bachelorette house and ready, properly ready with her feet on the ground to meet someone special. Hope you enjoy the chat with Miss Angie Kent. If you aren't familiar with Angie, uh, she is um, a goggle box star, one of the f- absolute OGs. She did the couch time with Evie, her bestie, and their dogs. Um, she was also on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And she is a, a beautiful chick, really. Those Both of those girls are absolute legends in minds. What you see is what you get and very, very deserving of their success. So enjoy this little single Pringle bullet. And I can't wait for you to hear the full chat in a few weeks. I think it was one of the first storylines that started to make the press was you being single and mm. your this kind of romantic thing with what's his face? What's his name? Was it Justin? 
Yeah, Justin. Yeah, yeah. And and it was so interesting to watch and I kind of thought, hmm, that's an interesting story to play out. Do you think they had some ideas around you getting into The Bachelorette at the time of the show and had there been any discussions or you just looked at it as the jungle, that was it? I looked at it as the jungle. That's all I could think about. It was so frightening to leave a show where you sat so comfortably on your couch, (laughs) eating, drinking, you know, saying whatever you want because you're protected behind a screen to then being thrown into the jungle with no vices, nobody I know except for Evie, which thank God for that. That was a blessing, really. Mm. And, and then, a bonus, right? Yeah, such a bonus. But no, I didn't think, all I was thinking of was how the hell am I going to stay sane, survive this and come across as, I hope I could come across as myself, but I was so scared my anxiety was going to take over because it's so full on over there. Mm. But I just had the best time really, of my life. So, yeah, no, I never thought of The Bachelorette. I was in there. I was grubby. Like, I some days yeah. I didn't shower. I didn't shower for like four <laughs> days once. I was so gross. So I was like, no way would I, was I thinking of anything other than experiencing the jungle. It is interesting. Have you found yourself at a different kind of independence at this point in your life compared to other points? Like I think, you know, what I'm trying to say is, you know, when you have those times where you think I'm really solid here, I'm really feeling great about being solo. And then you have another time later on down the track and you go, oh my God, that was nothing compared to what I feel now. Has the layers of those independent moments really, I guess, grounded and and kind of gotten stronger over time and and can you explain the place you're in currently as a single chick yeah well I think the the biggest one of the biggest reasons I was single for so long was originally I was uh, I had three really really good boyfriends young and then I thought you know what I want to, I had such high hopes for myself and I really wanted to have like this amazing career and coming from the Sunshine Coast, it's a very coasty lifestyle where it's like, oh no, you just get yourself a little shop and you find a dude and you have kids. And I was like, no, I want so much for myself. So I was like, I can't have both. So originally it was so like anti-men, like I can't have both. I've got to do this on my own. And then I got to my mid twenties and I was like, well, I, I, even if I wanted someone, I'm not ready. I didn't love myself enough. I think that was one of the big things too. And then I, um, cause whenever I just tried to date, I would always find a way to ruin it. So I was like, no, obviously I'm not ready, but having all these experiences and ticking all these boxes that I wanted to do has now made me realize that I can very well have both. It comes down to the other person as well. And that right person will allow me to still live my, you know, crazy Angie lifestyle, but, and they'll love me for it. Whereas I never thought, um, I could have both those things. I wonder, why do you think we believe that as chicks? Because I I really highly doubt that men are having those same thought processes. They don't. No, they don't. I think we were just kind of always brought up, we were always told we couldn't. I don't know if it's just a coasty thing. I don't know if they sell you that story in the city, but I kind of never thought I could have both. I thought I was always kind of, you know, men would be a distraction and if I got too big they would kind of shut me down, which probably Mm. isn't the case, but that was my belief 
system. And I don't believe that now. I believe a lot of men probably still do, but the right man won't. And I'm not going to settle for anyone except for that person who we just bring each other up. We don't put each other down when we're doing well. So with the um, the moments where you kind of ruined it, and I suppose a lot of people would, you know, refer to that as self-sabotage, what would you do? What were your kind of beastie moments where you were really working through yourself and, and trying to figure out who you were and you had something good coming up and you were just kind of destroying it? Oh, God, I would do it all the time. I think back when I had solid relationships, I – that was when I was worried about not being able to then have a solid career. But then when I had like a pretty, you know, sturdy career, I then would just, I don't know, I would like just date. But then as soon as we were, we would get too close, I would find a way to just, you know, believe that this person um, wasn't the one. And that's because I was also so frightened for them to see the real me because sometimes I did have really bad days and everybody saw me as this like, oh, you know, girl on Gogglebox, she's so funny, she's so lighthearted, she looks after dogs, she looks after people with a disability. But I would have like super dark days and I didn't want a guy to get in and see how vulnerable I was because I, I don't know, I just didn't want them to, to help me or take on that burden maybe. I'm not sure what it was, but I always found a way to ruin it. I would just say I'm not interested and this is just like a friend's thing and we're just you'd sleeping back together. back out. So you'd back out. Yeah. yeah, this is sex, yeah, and kind yeah, of take is, the emotion yeah. out of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly, and that would hurt them. That would then hurt them and then I would ruin such beautiful was friendships that now, you know, you, you cross that line and there's no kind of turning turning but I was never a monster you know like I'm not mean I would just do it in a way that was just so friend zone that you know that's awful like I see my I see it happen to my girlfriends and I'm like what an asshole but I was the asshole it's interesting because I think a lot of the time because we've been told all these stories about you can't do this with men you can't do this with men there's also been a storyline amongst girls and women that are very much like he's the devil uh, and when I say devil I mean it's very quick for us to go yeah he's an asshole but yeah. a lot of the time there is a I don't know do you think it, in, there has been moments in those eight years where you haven't been aware of being accountable for the kinds of things you did to hurt dudes because I think that can happen sometimes where we very quickly go to our girlfriends and they'll probably give us I guess that those words that we need to hear rather than the truth and then all of a sudden we turn it and we aren't taking any form of responsibility for what we've contributed and maybe how we've hurt someone? I think that I've seen people do that but I think I was very aware that I was doing it which I think is almost I think is worse but again I wasn't happy with myself so of course I'm going to turn away the a person I don't want um yeah, I just didn't I, – I can't expect someone to love me when I didn't love myself. I was very aware of what I was doing because it would break my heart because I hated being – I hated hurting people but I just wasn't ready to to let someone in and I thought, you know, they would take away my – this big kind of I can do everything myself. I just didn't want anyone to, to take that away from me. But now how, I'm older and, yeah. How did your anxiety play into dating? Because for me – 
fuck, man, it, it, was like, it was like a whole other poly universe I would create for myself in so many different aspects. And you do that already. Oh, well, I do that still to this day with friendships or work or different things. But dating, because there was so much unknown, it would really open up a whole space for me to catastrophize or overthink and really, you know, kind of spend a lot of time of my life wasting time away with guys that maybe I met once on the dance floor. I don't know how yours played out, but was there anything in particular that was a real challenge for you being single or dating with your anxiety? Um, I think with, it was, it's interesting in my early twenties, probably still, I haven't dated now now for a while, obviously, because I can't and I haven't had time being away and everything, but I would have to uh, have a few drinks before a date to completely calm my nerves because I wouldn't think that I was um, good enough. I, and I would friend zone everyone and I would just be like, I'm the girl that you just joke around and laugh with. And I'm still a bit nervous that I may do that. I'm so intrigued to chat to you when you get out about how all those things, because they're the things I'm truly interested in. How do you navigate this time? How do you make sure that you keep that sense of self and that that open channel to your gut or your nan in your instance? You know, it's, it's such an interesting beast of a thing to do. So it's... That's one of my biggest concerns is am I going to... Yeah, yeah, like get swept up with it all that I'm not going to be myself because I'm. It's just so full on. But um, that's. I'll, I'll make sure I say to them. I'll need my time, my own yeah. time if you want. Yeah, if you want, you know, the Angie you've seen on in the jungle or whatever. You're going to need to let me have my my Angie time. Otherwise, then I'm just going to be like a almost like a puppet. And you know, no one wants that. interested in following Angie, please uh, do so. You probably already know where she is if you're a Bachelorette fan, but you can find her at Angie Kent underscore on Instagram uh, and follow her journey as The Bachelorette releases on Channel 10 and you start to see exactly how all of the work that she just spoke about goes into practice as she tries to find the man of her dreams on a reality television show. As we know, many people have done so. If you like this chat, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can listen to this anywhere and Um, encourage other people to have a bit of a listen to something that you enjoyed. It really helps me and helps me get to a new audience, which is exactly what my aim and intention is for this year. Bigger, better, but mostly different kinds of peeps listening in and learning all the kinds of gems that I hope you are getting from the podcast. Okay. See you Thursday. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. 